Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! All right, we're back. Three dudes with a view. This is our last show of the week, uh, Thursday edition. Uh, tomorrow morning inside Middle Tennessee, I think probably with Sarah Elizabeth the Cloud. I think Jim Ross was having knee replacement, Ew. but he might be back tomorrow. We'll see. Uh, I hope he's recovering and recovering well, and be delighted to see him back in tomorrow. But at any rate, inside Middle Tennessee tomorrow morning, this time this station, and we will be back with you Monday. I am dude number three. My name is Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, has just parked the bus and entered the building. Good morning, Clayton. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Hey, we saw that. You know, let's see. My birthday's tomorrow. Right? Yeah. It is. But uh, happy early birthday, by the way. We, we won't be on the air, but yes. Well, I, I wasn't looking for a happy birthday, but but I, I always since I was a little boy, when I in, in the late summer, when I would see fog in the morning. I knew that my birthday was coming up very soon, and uh, so we had fog this morning driving yeah. in, and birthday coming up. We need to start counting those, right? Because the old Southern wise tale is how many fogs you have in August is how many snows you'll have during the year. Ah. Now, I don't Works know for me. Okay. Uh, dude number one, Mr. Jim York, I'm not seeing him. Uh, Coach right. Lyle, do we know where he's late here? All right. <laughs> We'll talk to him in just yeah, a minute. He'll, come, he'll be coming in. Here. All right. Regular special guest dude, uh, Debbie Matthews. Good morning. How hey, are you? So good okay. to see y'all. Good morning. And Del, may this be the best year yet. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. We can only help. We have, uh, Jim. we have Jim now. All right. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. You connected up now? Good morning. Yeah. How's everybody doing on a bright Sunday morning? <laughs> well, a sunny morning, you mean. <laughs> the, uh, Ms. <laughs> York, I heard you got in the grocery delivery business. Grocery delivery? <laughs> Is that not true? No, no, no I, I've never done that. Well, I, I, the, the, I don't think anybody meant anything by it. They said that somebody... Uh, you know, just I don't know who it is. You you have a you then there's a guy with DoorDash or something like that that sounds an awful lot like you. <laughs> yeah, somebody said that. And his name was Jimmy. <laughs> he said they had some groceries delivered by a fellow named yeah, Jimmy Orr. They thought it was you. And no, I, it wasn't me. Well, I thought maybe you just take it up doing that just to get out and about and have something to do. You know, I don't. It, no, I got plenty to do. Okay. <laughs> well, there's been a lot of Jim Yorks in uh, Columbia, so Jim's used to that, aren't you, Jim? There was. Yeah. Yeah, they try to impersonate me, but often imitated, not quite duplicated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me let me run something by y'all right quick before we get into a big discussion. All right, well, I you haven't mentioned something, and I think that the people in the audience may not un- understood what we were talking about. You mentioned Dr. Fauci and gain of function and the big hoopla over that. And the virus in the Wuhan. Right. Gain of function is when researchers go in and change the, the genetics of an organism, a bacteria, or a fungi. And, and that may enhance the organism, or it may change it in some way that it attacks mammals, attacks human beings. So it's ap- absolutely it's necessary research because those things are out there in the environment, viruses, bacteria, and fungi, and they uh, can cause detriment, as we saw with the virus uh, of COVID. So 
it's not necessarily, we don't know what happened in Wuhan, China. Or, went over, or Ukraine. WHO went over there. Ukraine. And they investigated yes, right. basically what the Chinese allowed them in the vet to investigate. So nobody really knows what happened or where that virus came from. There are a lot of allegations and suspects. But I want the audience to know that gain of function is when researchers go in and change the genetics of an organism. And it may enhance that organism that jumps to humans or jumps to animals yeah, or so jumps kills to birds. Everybody, and, Jim. and Ms. York, that my understanding is the same, but I think... Well, first of all, I mean, gain of function can include, you know, making uh, an ordinary, not uh, not very harmful, just cold, like cold symptom COVID virus can enhance it into something much more dangerous. That is a that is an aspect of gain of function research. Now, yeah, it goes two way, both ways. You know, it can enhance it or it can destroy it. I think that's make true, it but less now, lethal. Now, what we do know here, though, that are facts, and. They've been well. They've been out in the open for a long time, but I think most of us did not understand the significance of these facts, uh, maybe up till till now. Uh, Dr. Fauci was in charge of gain of function research on the COVID virus. He uh, was allocating uh, with his position in at National Institute of Health. He was uh, granting funds to the university to North Carolina State University. Uh, to do uh, gain-of-function research on the COVID virus. What we do know is that 300 scientists wrote President Obama a letter saying that what Dr. Fauci was doing was dangerous and asking that it be shut down. Obama agreed and ordered Fauci to desist. Instead, Fauci went rogue and moved that research to Wuhan and Ukraine. Those are facts. Well, I, I don't. That hasn't been proven, Bill. That's yeah, well, yes, it has. <laughs> it it has. hasn't been proven by anybody <clears throat> that that know what's going on in research. Oh, you look up and see. We, what, we do the gain of function here in America. You do the. Why re- do you think all these labs are isolated? Because People they're making bio weapons, Jim. All right, all right. We got another guest here. We're not going to get off on this, but but yeah. Mr. York, just go go Google up. You know, President Obama's order to Fauci. Well, if the president might have ordered that. I'm not saying President Obama didn't order that, but we don't know what happened because that's a yes, lot of Are you that obsessed with Fauci, Jim, that you can't that, accept that why? he could be a I bad mean, guy? And Fauci moved the research without He's permission. Lying. Without permission, he moved the research to Wuhan against President Obama's orders. He moved the research to Wuhan and Ukraine. All right, we've got other guests. Ron Hart, okay. Ron Hart is... Um, uh, here with us, he's a frequent guest, native son, favorite son of Columbia. Good morning, Ron Hart. Good morning. All right. And Ron brings along with him this morning uh, a guest who's with us here in the studio. Uh, she lives right here in Columbia and has got a, a story to tell. Uh, her name is Aline Spatz. And... Uh, Aileen, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Okay. I'm so happy to meet you all. Thanks for having me. Happy to have you here. She's a good and, neighbor. <laughs> and with Aileen, we're getting back. You know, one of the, when we three dudes, you know, sort of cooked this show up, you know, we wanted to mix it up a little bit like we did just now. 
But, you know, one of the original missions was to uh, bring the three dudes together to accentuate the positive uh, from time to time, whether it's arts, business, education, uh, whatever's going on that's positive in our community, and to put a spotlight on that. And uh, Atlene Spatz is with us. She's got a great story. I'm going to read somewhat of her bio here. Uh, she's uh, uh, She likes dancing, singing travel-loving explorer who loves her significance to the moon and back. Uh, You're not from California, are you? (laughs) She's a freelance uh, writer, copywriter, and uh, self-employed. Right now she lives here in Columbia, but let's talk about her story. First of all, Allie, uh, you you actually have published uh, a a couple of books uh, and are working on another one. What, What are they? Well, thank you for bringing that up. That's very nice. Yes. Um... I guess I have to go back a little bit to explain that, so if you don't mind, um, because my books are nonfiction, and they're not like happy, cheery books. They are based upon um, the fact that I lost my son when he was 25. Um, he, is, he battled depression mm, wow. starting at age 19. He was a perfect normal great kid no problems and then around 19 he started battling depression and, and he folks, was they, 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 let's let's point this out right now so folks and Allie can back me up on this i'm sure uh typical onset for uh depression and mental illness right is there. about 18 to 19 yes and that and, was uh, so if you have an 18 or 19 year old be alert yeah. and uh, uh get them the mental health assistance treatment that they need they may have been happy wonderful and and i've I've seen it happy wonderful kids right up to 18 or 19 perfect and then this gripping mental illness takes a hold and i'm seeing eileen sort of tear up over here well (laughs) i don't blame i'm going on i'm going on 10 years now it'll be 10 years on october 23rd but be alert with your 18 and 19 17 18 19 year olds just be alert to that. Watch for the signs of it. Yeah, because it was sudden onset. Uh, he was an athlete. He was a popular, handsome, outgoing guy. Everybody loved him, and I couldn't have asked for a more wonderful son. Um, and at age 19, he went off to school, and he was complaining of insomnia. I won't I won't go into this big story, but um, the insomnia then gave way to depression, he was in a college environment where everybody parties. He started drinking, and within a couple of years, he was fully alcoholic. And um, I watched my son just um, his dreams just fall away because the um, disease of alcoholism took root so firmly that he just lost everything that mattered to him. And um, finally, at age 24, he was ready to get help, and I actually went out there to Colorado where he lived to take care of his little girl. Thank God he had this beautiful little daughter. Um, they they got married young, had this beautiful little girl, my oldest grandchild. Anyway, um, so I got him into rehab and I took care of her and we were all so full of hope and um, he was in recovery for the next year. He had several relapses and he eventually gave up and took his own life, which is the worst thing that can ever happen to a mother or a parent. absolutely nothing worse than losing no. a child. I have not experienced yeah. it. I've seen it, though. Thank God you haven't. So my two books are, um, one is a memoir that I published um, that tells his, his story, and that includes a very transparent 
view of this disease and what it does to you and how it impacts the entire family. And then I followed that up a couple years ago with um, a book that is directed toward grieving mothers. And uh, I write under a pen name. And so here in, here in our square... Um, James over at Duck River Books is gracious enough to carry my two books if anybody is interested in um, that topic. But So these uh, books are about your life's journey? In the, in yes, the first son. one. The second one is really a compilation of 10 mothers, including my, uh, in addition to myself, who tell our stories of how we survived what is unsurvivable. I mean, you just want to die. You do. And so we That's all did losing didn't. a child. Losing a child. It's and so um, we all uh, contribute a chapter and then I add many other chapters about um, how to take care of yourself and navigate the, gr- the jur- grief journey. And um, my pen name, if anyone is wanting to look those up, it's Teresa with an H. Anthony. Teresa was my sister's name, and Anthony, I am a Catholic, and St. Anthony is my favorite saint, so that became my pen name. And uh, I also have a Facebook page under that name, and I have a website under that name where I, I blog regularly on that site. And that's Teresa Anthony? Teresa Anthony, yes. Is your pen name. But the reason I'm here is not about those books. (laughs) Well, Uh, uh, and we're about to to take a little break here um, and to go to commercials. But I understand you have found your way to Columbia, Tennessee. You uh, find it to be a – you are a newcomer here. You found it to be an absolutely wonderful home. And uh, (laughs) you wrote an essay about that, I think, that appeared – and several platforms, you know, around the world, uh, this just uh, this last week, and uh, so, and I think that's what Ron was particularly interested in getting you on to talk about. So let's take a break, and we'll come back and talk about it. Sounds good. Motor Sales is Middle Tennessee's home for the best GMC vehicles on the market. Visit Parks at 919 Nashville Highway and test drive truck favorites like the GMC Sierra or Canyon. Or try a popular SUV like the GMC Acadia or Terrain. Parks also has a wide variety of certified pre-owned vehicles for every need. At ParksMotorsales.com, you'll see an extensive inventory, their latest deals, and servicing options. Shop Parks Motor Sales once and you'll agree. Parks, GMC, we are professional brands. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. 
American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit taylorfamilyfarmtn.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm.
All right, we're back. Three dudes with a view. Wednesday, no, Thursday edition. There we go. My name's Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude, dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. All right. We're really having a party this morning, folks. We've got, uh, of course, we've got with us Debbie Matthews, regular guest dude. How you doing? Good morning, friends. And Ron Hart, native son, favorite son of Columbia. Uh, good morning. Good morning. And Ron invited on this morning, Aline Spatz. I'm not sure how y'all ran into each other, but uh, <laughs> Aline lives here in Columbia. She recently moved here. Uh, she is a writer. Uh, a singer, uh, and uh, she's uh, has written about her two books about uh, the experience of losing her son uh, to suicide at the age of twenty three or four. Very tragic um, event. I mean, they're just yeah. I mean, he, he, I've had and Allie, I'll tell you that my son now, who's forty, but when he was fifteen, his best friend. Uh, was playing on the playground and uh, picked up a metal pole and hit, hit an overhead power line and uh, was killed. And, of course, uh, he was my son's best friend, and his parents were also very close friends of ours. And uh, uh, there's just no experience like it. There's nothing else that's even close. No. And, uh, but welcome in. <coughs> and you. you have found your way to Columbia. Uh, you live right here. What's the off on, over on Terrace Place out 6th Street? Uh, no, I'm on, I'm on Hillcrest. Okay. Yes, I'm on a lovely street called Hillcrest uh, right off of uh, 7th and Mitchell. There you go, yeah. right here in downtown Columbia, Tennessee. Yes. And uh, you've been here about a year, and you wrote an essay about uh, your experiences here in Columbia and what you've observed, seen. First of all, how did you get to Columbia? Well, I first, if you don't mind, I just want to yeah, share how I connected with Ron. Okay, go and ahead. And that was, um, I, I think, he had published a response about the outcry um, about Jason's video, Um tried that in the small town and um it was really awesome it was just amazing and then i learned that he also syndicated and one of his papers that he writes for is the orange county register in california and so i said i just messaged him oh my gosh back in the flintstone era i wrote for them too on a regular basis and um so that was how we connected was basically that we both worked for that paper and um i i was there back in the late 90s and all the way until 2013 um so there were a lot of changes so anyway we started chatting about that on messenger and that was it then I published my piece, which was basically kind of a uh, retrospective of my first year in this beautiful state, and I published it on Sunday. Um, and what I did with that, just to give you guys the background, um, it's called uh, 365 Days in Tennessee, a Retrospective by Eileen Spatz. And what I did was I had been keeping an ongoing list um, of every little thing that I found charming or beautiful or just lovely about my new state. And I had this little list, and I would just jot things down, like, you know, a bird that I discovered or any little thing. And um, I just decided about, I don't know, a month ago, gosh, I think I'm going to put together um, just like an essay and try to put it all together and uh, present that. So 
Um, that's what I did. And he saw it and he reached out and he said, hey, you want to go on the radio? <laughs> so that's how that happened. Well, well, well you must be quality because Ron is no joke. He oh. knows quality. That's oh, great. So, I appreciate well, it. Well, it's well written. It's nicely done. And, and that's what Delk and uh, the station try to promote people, you know, liking the town and mm-hmm. being positive about the town. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the aspects of this show that I think we may have slipped a little bit of, away from. And, and, uh, because we three dudes do like to, and, and it is, you know, I mean, I know I own the place, but it, it, it's our show. I mean, it's, yeah. it belongs to me, Mr. York, and to Clayton. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we do like to, uh, you know, take time once in a while to, to bring on the positive and, uh, in, in all aspects of Southern Middle Tennessee life. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about what you said in okay. your piece about 365 days in uh Middle Tennessee. Okay, so you had asked me what brought me here. Well, I am uh, a California refugee. Um, I lived in what is, I consider, a beautiful state, and it really is. However, I lived there my entire life, and um, at one point, it was actually pretty conservative. My county, Orange County, was very conservative. And what we saw, well, we had a succession of kind of, you know, rhino governors, including Schwarzenegger, that were just not not protecting us. And so we got the 9th District, which is an atrocity and um, basically took away all our um, representation any any conservative representation then the succession of you know the brown factor and then now we've got a little tyrant running the place who wants to be by the way president yes. so people need to be very aware of this guy and what he's about so uh, we the last three election cycles we were so crushed because no matter how many people around me were conservative, we could not, we had no voice anymore. Um, the tech, the tech industry in Silicon Valley is massive and they're very liberal, very progressive. And that added to, you know, Hollywood and other elements in the state that typically vote blue. We were overrun. And, um, now it's just a matter of witnessing just a slow death, a death spiral. It's a horrible thing to watch. And literally last year, uh, okay, so I am getting close to retirement age in a few years, and I was already thinking of where I'm going to be relocating because I, I live, I'm a single girl, and it's very hard to maintain that lifestyle there in Southern California because everything's so expensive. So I had been thinking about this about three years ago, you know, where should I land? And I was thinking about Northern Arizona and some other places that were not far. <clears throat> And then uh, COVID happened. And I believe that that was the crystallizing moment for my family when we realized that we were living in a totalitarian state and the fear of not being allowed to my okay so my daughter decided to move to Tennessee of all places most Californians I know you think you have a lot of us <laughs> but most Californians do not come to Tennessee this is a very long way away uh, most of us who are leaving are right-wing Christian people and we're looking for a more friendly place to live and raise families and there are other red states that are closer by so most of my friends were going to Idaho some to Utah um, Texas, you know, like this. And, so, and I may have misunderstood a little bit. I, I, uh-huh. Now, when you know, I, I didn't understand that, that perhaps there was a political lens to this as well, and 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 that's all good. Uh, 
but in your in your essay that you wrote about 365 days uh-huh. was well, let's go on and talk about specifically okay. what you found to be uh, wonderful here in uh, Tennessee. Okay. I, I, I don't know if it's about the politics or is it about just the quality of life? It's a, a 100%. Well, I'd say it's 95% quality of life, 5% being in a very friendly political environment instead of where we were. Okay. So my daughter leaving first, she took with her my three grandchildren. Um, my other granddaughter, my son's daughter, had already moved to Utah. So there I was all alone and and really fearful of not being allowed to get on a plane if I didn't receive a vaccination and all that kind of stuff. So I came out to visit my daughter two months after they moved here. And it just so happened to time out. Now, does she live here in Columbia? Yes. Oh, she's I, in northern, yeah. northern um, Columbia. Well, that's reason enough to move here along. Well, yeah, so that was that was the big impetus. So I came to visit them um, just to see them. I couldn't wait. I only waited two months. I came to visit, and it happened to time out with the tree lighting ceremony downtown on the square. And this is in 2021. And so um, they, she said, Mom, you know, we have this little town. It's super cute. You know, I think you'll like it. And they're having this tree lighting ceremony tonight you want to go and I said sure so we go and I have got to tell you I'll try not to get weepy because it was that powerful Um, when I saw the square and all the community there and there was such a positive wholesome vibe and I'm looking even at teenagers I'm looking at the young people and how they behaved and how they were dressed and I was so impressed and just the sense of, I don't know, community is all I can say. And there we were. We went to the little balloon shop, and I got popcorn for all of us. And we're sitting on the curb, and we're bundled up, eating our popcorn, and just all of these festivities. And I just looked at my daughter like, this is Mayberry. This is where... I should be. I knew this is for me, you know. And so I went home to California. And then, um, by the way, my mother had just passed away at that time, just that month before. So it was a a very raw time. Um, So three months later, I came back in March of last year, 2022. And again, every... Every place she took me, and we visited all around Middle Tennessee, and every town was so beautiful. Franklin, we went to Brentwood, we went to Nashville, we went all over, Thompson Station. But it was Columbia that stole my heart. And so it was just a connection. I just felt it. So I went home, and I... Honest to goodness, um, it was within a month that I made a decision. That's where I need to be. And so, on, in this on this article, are there actually three hundred and sixty five? individual things that you've listed? No, it's 365 days that I lived here, so I just put together a summary of um, the beautiful things that I love so much about this where I live now. Give, give us some other examples other than the Christmas tree light. Oh, yeah. No, no. That's just what drew me uh, to love it. My, I, my kids know I love the Andy Griffiths show. <laughs> They've raised them on these reruns, so they just knew what I meant. But, um, no, so my article covers all sorts of bullet points. So I talk about um, just the, the sense of humor, people, oh, the yeah. sense of humor here. People have this kind of fun, dry wit, so I talked about that. I talked about... Um, 
Um, the friendliness. Oh my gosh, this is the biggest thing for me. The day the moving truck came and I was buried in boxes and all of these guys moving my furniture in the house, in my kitchen appears this woman. Hi, I'm Kelly. I'm your next door neighbor and I'm here if you need me. I mean, that kind of beautiful a gesture, I, I've never experienced that before. You, you know, I'm like, California clients say all the same things. Yeah, every one of them. Yeah, the and thing. and I'm I just I made all these wonderful friends on my street that are my friends. I mean, we do stuff together. We go out. Um, we it's just beautiful. So, but it doesn't matter where I am. If I'm at um, Kroger or if I'm downtown or wherever, uh, everybody that I interact with is just wonderfully friendly and they want to chat and uh so that i talk a lot about um just little things you know just little observations i've made about the weather and the changes of season which i never experienced before so So do you specifically mention columbia by name in this oh absolutely okay so that means that we're syndicated now (laughs) along with a picture of our courthouse by that video but now columbia is being mentioned and i have even a picture of a mule and explain why we're called mule day a mule town i have a picture of downtown showing our darling little downtown and uh my picture of me i am sitting on my porch with my coon hound named morgan with the t-shirt that has a red cardinal and the word home and that's because this is my home now and i couldn't be happier well we're glad you're here thank you i mean Californians, I'm telling you, are gnawing their legs off to get out of there. It, this is this is what people say every single day. Uh, just the and you know, at being from Columbia, we take a lot of this for granted, mm. right? Yeah. On really how special we are. Oh, you know, I tell that's what I've been telling my friends. I go, you know, and one of them even admitted, yes, I agree. I become after reading your article, I realized I had become complacent. You take it for granted, and uh, this is really cool. My son-in-law, um, I babysit once a month so they can go on a date, right? So they came home from the date a couple months ago, and my son-in-law said to me, "You know what? Chelsea and I were sitting there having a drink, and we looked at each other like, can you believe that a place this amazing was two thousand miles away, and we never." knew it you know it's to us we come here with our eyes fresh eyes fresh set of eyes and we see the beauty not only the physical beauty oh my gosh that's just i i i call it in the article it's like living in one big national park that's what it feels like to me you know um but i just we see that we see the beautiful (laughs) the beauty of this city and the state through these fresh Lenses. I love that idea that it is like a whole national park it that is. this state is. That's All right, wonderful. let's take a break. Come back. We'll talk some more. Miss York, she has, uh, uh, you know, thrust herself somewhat into the political <laughs> into the political conversation. So she's yeah. Miss York will tell you why it's a racist, yeah. terrible town. Yeah, that's yeah, that's <laughs> yes. the rule. She, she just did. doesn't know the history of Columbia. That's yeah, all yeah. it's a terrible town, Miss York. Miss York, you're sitting over there grinning and laughing at her, talking about lighting the tree. Okay, that's just a terrible thing to do. It's awful no, that we did. That's not a terrible thing to do. There's many towns in the South that greet you and have good, uh, good yeah, that, greetings that, to new that light in the Christmas tree is such an evil, uh, patriarchal, right-wing thing. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Now, okay, uh, said, don't have a chance here. All right, let's take a break and figure out what's wrong with our sound, too.
this is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Let's talk about antique versus vintage jewelry. Did you know antique jewelry is over 100 years old and vintage is 50 to 100 years? Tillis Jewelry, located downtown Columbia, has a wonderful collection from Georgian, Victorian, Edwardian, and Art Deco. We select every piece for their timeless beauty. Stop by and select your favorite piece. Jewelry to last a lifetime. Remember, Tillis Jewelry, your antique and vintage jewelry store. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Stay comfortable and relax all summer long. Heller is keeping you chillin' with free outdoor gear when you upgrade your home's essential systems. We're giving away free Yeti camping chairs, coolers, backpacks, and more with the purchase of select new HVAC systems, whole home generators, and tankless water heaters. Stay chillin' all summer long. Book your appointment at happyhiller.com today. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio. 
And I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Who knows? We will be back on Monday. Uh, have a great weekend, folks. My name's Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Mr. Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody out there. And uh, we're having a party this morning. Regular special guest dude, Debbie Matthews. Good morning. Good morning, friends. And uh, regular guest here and native son, favorite son of Columbia, Ron Hart. Ron, how you doing out there? Good morning. Good morning. All right. Ron invited in uh, Aline Spatz. They became acquainted through their uh, uh, journalistic efforts where they both have columns that appear in platforms or have appeared in platforms around the country. Uh Miss Spatz is uh, a writer. Uh, she lives here in Columbus. She's recently published an essay on 365 days in Middle Tennessee, describing uh, the positive things that she's felt in those 365 days as a newcomer here, as a newcomer here to Southern Middle Tennessee. Uh, now, Eileen, I hate to tell you, or maybe I'm glad to tell you, I don't know, but we have a rule with our guests here. We don't get into arguments with them or politics with them unless <laughs> unless they open the door uh, and choose to talk about them themselves and so to extent you're a big girl you have chosen to do that and I can tell by the looks on Mr. York's face I mean he was disagreeing with you or uh, criticizing you for saying that lighting Christmas trees was a heartwarming experience and uh, that kind of other anti you know demo- I mean anti American Democratic stuff that he thinks sometimes. But go ahead, Mr. York. Do they, do they not like Christmas trees in California? I, I never said anything about a Christmas tree and where why it was bad. Many people have Christmas trees. It's a celebration. Time. I know. There's nothing wrong with that. You but I'd like to say to Eileen, welcome to Columbia. Uh, thank you, Mr. York. Uh, but but, you know, my, my issue is that you are a fresh set of eyes and a fresh mind to the community, and you have some some surface views of Columbia. But as a writer, it would probably do our area great for you to dig down into the depths of what Columbia is really about and what it represents and give another perspective of it, you know, from from an outside view. So I hope you have a good experience here. Obviously, you've found a, a neighborhood that have like minds and there there are many neighborhoods in this community that might be very similar to the one you're living in 
But that's not the whole story. Well, so I, I, I encourage you to do research and, and continue your writing, and I hope you're very successful. I will you. guarantee that there are many, many Democrats that live around Eileen on Hillcrest. Trust oh, me. yeah, two doors down. Yes, lots of Democrats. <laughs> and we're great friends, you know. Yes. You can you can coexist and, and um, enjoy this beautiful city. You don't have to agree on everything, but... You know what? How boring it would be if everybody was exactly alike in their thinking, right? Well, this show would be boring. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I don't have any problem with you celebrating people lighting Christmas trees. I like Christmas trees. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, I was just commenting. But, Miss York, maybe I was up. Uh, you, you, were, you up in the air again. You only <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Well, well you know, we've got you on our last second. Well, can I just say yeah, one thing? Go ahead. Go. As an outsider, <clears throat> now my um, friends, my local friends have told me, yeah, you know, Columbia has gone through this kind of rebirth and it didn't look anything like this five, ten years ago. And and I got to say, what I love so much about our square, our town square, is the fact that people have lovingly restored these buildings, not mowed them down, not really modernized them, just restored them to their beauty. And what I love is the tenants are not chain. You don't see Ann Taylor, Banana Republic, Anthropology. Those are stores I'd see everywhere in California malls. You don't see that in Columbia. And I pray that we yeah. we keep a that. Buddy mine, yeah, excuse me, a buddy of mine, Pulaski's, uh, I play golf with. He went to Vanderbilt. Good guy. He said Pulaski's problem was that they, they, they didn't restore the downtown. They, Walmart comes in in a big way and Dollar General. Not that we shouldn't have them, but, but, but it's just the way it went mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Could have been better. And Columbia's protected downtown in a very nice way. There's no chain restaurants down there, mm-hmm. as there is not in downtown Chattanooga. Can't keep the chains out. And I'm not a big fan of too much government regulation. Sometimes business kind of takes on what's in their best interest. The downtown Columbia is very, very nice. And it, it's been maintained as ca- such. And court, the city yeah. council here made a deliberate decision when I was on there from 2007 to 2017 that we were going to make this an artisan community. So we started the Arts District. Mm-hmm. We want It's probably the best town in the state for small business owners, entrepreneurs. I believe I that. do believe that. That's our shining thing, our are a special special business minded well, yeah. entrepreneurs. Yeah, and Allie, what um, you know, one one of the aspects of Columbia, it, Mary Susan and I often, uh, you know, we we have friends who, you know, our friends outside of Columbia mostly live, you know, in these big city enclaves, uh, you know, like Belmead in Nashville or mm-hmm. uh, that kind of place where uh, all they. Uh, the, uh, all they ever see, or you know, we have friends from New Jersey, but not not the bad New Jersey, the places in New Jersey where they have you know gated homes and flowers and all that kind of thing, and or the uh, you know they're in these big, they're in these large city enclaves of of wealth where they never all day long all they see is their own kind, from yeah. the country club to the. Uh, uh, you know, to whatever. That's uh, what, what's the name of that grocery store that where all the, you know, the upscale grocery Whole Foods, Whole Foods, Whole Foods. Yeah, Whole Whole Foods. I mean, all they ever see, Foods. all they ever see is their own kind. And they they ask my, myself and Mary, you know, what's it like to live in Columbia? And I said the big difference in our lives from yours is that every day 
we see and interact with all walks of life. That's so true. Uh, poor, wealthy, absolutely, black, white, Hispanic, yeah. whatever. We we work with them. We see them. We talk yeah. to them. Uh, every day we interact with all walks of life, mm-hmm. not just our own kind. Right. And that's one. That's one of the things. Mary Susan, I love about Columbia. Well, I, can I just say this? Coming from California, Orange County is pretty, it's majority white, but we have a lot of Hispanic, and there are Asian Asian enclaves. So you do get um, some ex- exposure to other races, you know, in, in that county as well. But I didn't ever have any experience with people that are black Americans. I've never had that interaction until I came here. And, you know, if you listen to mainstream media, you would think that we just hate each other and we're just angry at each other. And I've got to tell you, I've been here one year and some of my neighbors are black families and I go to Kroger and I'm uh, greeted with these happy, fun (laughs) um, checkers. Everybody is so friendly and kind and I watch it. I observe it. I went to a play down in um, Lawrenceburg, downtown Lawrenceburg, and it was probably a third attended by a third uh, were black people. And we came out, and I'm just sitting there watching. I videoed it because I, I just wanted to show my my friends. So you, you had never had an opportunity to interact with black people before? No. And uh, to me, it, all, it was a bunch of lies that we've been taught about how, oh, there's all this animosity. And I'm in the South where, you know, there were <laughs> reasons for it, right? But um, yeah, the, the, the narrative that the New York media yeah. puts out there, northern media, coastal elite media, so it's, the southern people are really racist, terribly racist, and blacks don't have a chance here, don't get along. And <laughs> the reality is they don't get along Boston, New York, <laughs> and the major. Well, they get along pretty well in the I, South. But, but I mean... Uh, yeah, go ahead, Mr. Short. Here's, here's the issue. There are towns that are friendly uh, across the South, but they're also deep down beneath the surface. There's animosities, there's hatred, there's bigotry, there's racism. So you have to really research deep down into a community to find out what's going on. The surface experience you've had is very nice, and I, I hope it continues for you. But you, when you work with people or you go to the store, that's their job to be nice to you. It's that's not, not you know, true. you have to you have to live with people and know people in organizations and clubs before you can say, "Hey, I know what black life is about." Well, uh, let, I mean, let me interject, Mr. York. So, okay, yeah, for ahead. example, um, what I remember telling my friends right after this happened, I was going to Walmart, and as I'm entering Walmart, this lady, a black lady, was exiting the store. She didn't work there. She wasn't paid to be nice. She looked right over at me and gave me the biggest, most beautiful smile. It was so heartwarming and of course I smiled right back we both said hello you know have a great day and that was my interaction it was just this is what I my that na- doesn't happen everywhere yeah, but you missed the not point in, in California is a fast paced life Pe- yes, New York it's, it's a fast paced life people don't take the time to say hey how are you What? good evening good morning in the south that's traditional it's always been traditional yeah, well, that's one that's of the reasons thing. I love it here so much. But I, I guess what Aline's saying is she never had the opportunity before to meet a black person coming out of the grocery store at right. all. Right, you and know. and it's not this experience that I yeah. would expect based on the lies that you hear in mainstream media mm-hmm. about how much we all hate each other. It's not true. That's well, you know, 
that might be true in some instances, but uh, I know you're quite aware. We had the, the person running around putting KKK stickers on black churches in a Caucasian establishment. I know that that's not an outlier. If I put a black, if I put a most negative thing, if I put a black dot in the center of a big white piece of paper and held it up in front of Jim and I said, Jim, what do you see? He would say, I would see a black dot. He does not see the white all around this this paper. There's so much good in this world. I work with him for 27 years. I don't know what's wrong with you. No, I'm I'm saying you just work performance. You know, you You want to. Your anger doesn't help the situation. Yeah, I'm not angry. I'm just telling you. You always bring up negative things about what happened well, to black people. She's, getting, she's telling a very heartwarming story. She's telling you're a heartwarming story. trying to drag it down story. to some civil war or something that happened. And I'm and, saying she need, it's a surface story. She doesn't know everything about this community. It's sure, great that we, she's I, getting that impression. History. We all know stories. Well, Everybody lot, has one, Mr. York. A lot of well, it, Eileen, though, is that you're a kind right. person, too. So Listen, that comes back to you, right? You know, <laughs> first of all, I mean, the opportunity to interact um, that's big because I've, I've experienced that myself. I mean, when I was started practicing law here in Columbia, there were no black lawyers, you know, period. And uh, when I moved down to Memphis, I had the opportunity to interact for the first time in my career with a large number of very capable black lawyers. The opportunity to, and, and it was a positive experience for me. And uh, the opportunity to interact is huge. And here, apparently, this lady has was living in a part of California where there just weren't any black people. Right. And so she's told us that she's got black neighbors uh, here in Columbia with mm-hmm. whom, for the first time in her life, she's had the opportunity to interact. And it's been a very positive experience. Uh, for the first time in her, her life, she's been, uh, you know, actually seen a black person, you know, exiting a grocery store, a customer. And this lady, uh, you know, gave her a, a big, wonderful smile. This is her first opportunity to interact. And, and if I may interrupt. And it's been very positive for her. My landscaper that I hired, his name is Billy Booker, and he is a black man. And he is the most sweet, the gentle, wonderful Great man. Guy. And I'm telling you, uh, I can't even... There are no words. He is just like my favorite person here. He's just wonderful. Yeah, Billy Booker's great. But I don't want to forget we, they, to tell people where they can read my article. And that is at my website, Eileen Spatz. It's E-I-L-E-E-N-S-P-A-T-Z.com. All right. Let's, uh, well, this has Look, been... I hope you have some great experiences, Eileen, in Columbia. Billy Booker's a great guy. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. York. He's great. So is Ron Hart and Dale Kennedy and Clayton Harris. <laughs> And uh, Eileen, it was great having sure. you on. Thank you so yes. much. It Mr. York, we love you. I love you, Jim York.